Welcome into the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here as your hosts. Special bonus for you today. We've got Dan Vitale from Northwestern University joining us here. He is eligible for the NFL draft. He is expected to be taken in the NFL draft. And Dan, I want to welcome you uh, into the podcast here. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're uh, we're really happy to have you here. Mark and I were actually both down at the Senior Bowl, so we got a chance to uh, see you while we were down there, and it kind of piqued our interest. So I guess uh, just to start off, uh, talk to me a little bit about how you ended up at Northwestern, first and foremost. It's not somewhere that people typically think of as a football powerhouse, but you know, during your time there, you were able to do uh, some pretty impressive things. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, my interest kind of started when I was pretty young. You know, I'm from the Chicagoland area, so uh, my grandpa actually used to watch Coach Fitzgerald when he was a player, and then, uh, you know, obviously he became a coach when I was, you know, um, seventh or eighth grade and then throughout high school. So when I got into, like, my freshman year of high school, uh, my grandpa used to tell everyone, hey, my grandson's going to play for that guy one day. He's going to play for that Coach Fitzgerald. So uh, that kind of, you know, piqued my interest when I was a younger guy, and then you know, as I went through high school, the dream of playing college football became, you know, a realistic thing for me. And, um, you know, I was kind of a camp kid, so I was, you know, not really, um, you know, set positionally. So Northwestern, I went to their camp, and I knew as soon as I went there that if I got the offer, that's where I was going to go. And it turned out, you know, pretty good for me as well. They had a super back position, um, you know, which is kind of like a jack-of-all-trades. You do a little bit of everything as – you know, a tight end fullback and slot receiver and on the wings. So uh, really it just turned into the best situation for me. I was playing Big Ten football and going to great academic university. So uh, it was the best of both worlds. Dan, I wanted to ask you about that superback position because having watched your film, having written an article about what you've done um, both in the passing game and in the run game, what is it about that superback position that people should know about before hearing your name called during the draft? Yeah, you know, I would just definitely say that, um, you know, I like to believe that I'm always one of the best athletes on the field, and I use my versatility, uh, you know, in many different ways. Um, So even though I'm, you know, going to be a fullback, um, I'm not your typical fullback. You know, I can do a little bit of everything. So I've been, you know, in the slot running routes and and everything like that. So even not only fullback, but also kind of being like a third down back. So I've had teams talk to me about that. Uh, you know, and you can use me in the backfield for pass protection and then motion me out into the open field and still run routes and, you know, make plays on third down. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, some teams don't look at me as a true fullback. Dan, in particular, when uh, Mark and I were down in Mobile, one thing that stood out to us was watching uh, your pass catching. And in particular, you know, guys of your size typically don't have the softest hands. It's, you know, not easy uh, to be able to do that. What what did you do to develop that, or was that just kind of something that you naturally had all along? Yeah, you know, I, I like to believe, you know, I just kind of worked on it throughout my whole life. You know, uh, my dad's been one of my biggest supporters my whole life. And, uh, you know, one thing that was great about my dad was he never pushed me to do anything I didn't want to do. But when I asked him to help me out, he was always there. So, you know, we used to play catch probably every single day when he'd get home from work. So started out pretty young, and then, that's just something I worked on every single day in college, um, you know, catching on the judge machine with quarterbacks running routes. So, uh, you know, it just came easy, easy to me after I worked on it for so long. 
Dan, also when watching you down in Mobile, one of the things that stood out in the past game was your route running ability. You've got you're quick enough to run away from linebackers, but you can use your your physicality basically to kind of alt muscle sort of you know smaller safeties and things like that. Mm-hmm. How were you able to develop the route running skills as well? Because as you mentioned, you were running seam routes and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I never had a question about it. You know, in my mind, in terms of uh, you know, my speed and quickness and everything like that. But when I got into college, that's when I really realized, you know, there's much more to route running than just being fast and quick. Uh, you know, it's a lot of it's a mind game and being deceptive as well. So uh, I watched a ton of film, and one guy I watched was my predecessor, predecessor who's Drake Dunsmore. Um, and he kind of played super back and really, you know, brought it to the forefront as a national position. So I watched a lot of him run the routes, and my position coach, Bob Heffner, always used to tell me, you know, Drake's not the fastest guy, but he makes people think he's fast, by the way. You know, he lowers his shoulders and runs his route, routes and, and pushes defenders and, you know, really uses leverage to his advantage. So that's something I really watched and kind of became a student of the game and, and you know, watched, watched a lot of film, learned a lot from that. Dan, you were able to, uh, throughout your career, you stepped in uh, pretty much right away and were able to contribute. What was the biggest adjustment that you had to make to the college game? Was it just the speed? Is, is that what it was? Or were there other factors in terms of uh, from a technique perspective or uh, the film study that you had to do? What was the biggest change that you had to make in order to be productive in college? Yeah, you know, a lot of it was, was that film study. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough, my body was pretty much ready to step right in and, you know, be a, be a force on offense. Even as a younger guy, you know, I was physically ready. Um, mentally was, is the tough part. You know, you got to learn how to read defenses, um, you know, coverages, defensive fronts. Uh, and then you got to watch the team that you're playing and, and, and get to know them for, you know, a whole week. And then you got to go out there and play. So for me, it was a lot of the film study and everything like that. You know, you do some of that in high school, but it's nowhere near the same level that it is, you know, at the collegiate level as well. So that was the biggest, you know, turning point for me was learning how to do that. Now, one that I have to ask you is obviously, uh, you know, you said from an early age that you wanted to play under Pat Fitzgerald. And one thing that I have to ask you here is, what's your best story about him from your time at Northwestern? I mean, he, he seems like, you know, a pretty great guy just to be able to play under. Seems like, you know, he's, he's into the game. He likes to have fun with it. What's, what's your best story from him? <laughs> um, you know, it was actually this year, mostly just because it was totally unexpected. Uh, you know, we played over, um, you know, we played Duke out there at their place, and it was, you know, super hot out there the whole game. We, we were frying, and we only brought guys who could play so that we could play a lot of different guys because we knew how hot it was going to be. But we ended up winning that game, and uh, we go to the locker room, and we start, you know, someone turns on the uh, whip name song or whatever it is, and, you know, we're all just messing around to it. And Coach Fitz walks in, and we all kind of stop and look while the song's playing. And he starts doing the dance. <laughs> so oh, that was pretty. That was to- totally unexpected. It's funny because uh, I had I had made fun of him once before that for for doing what I call the dad dance. But it was funny to see him do that. So obviously his his boys, you know, taught him how to do that, which is pretty funny. Dan, what has this draft process been like for you? I mean, after 
you know, you wrap up the season, then you go down to Mobile, you're in the Senior Bowl, then the Combine, and now you're kind of, you know, doing shows like this. What has this process been like, and how important has it been to have a guy like Lee Steinberg, who's been doing this for a long time, who's, you know, helping you guide th- guide you through this process? How important has that been? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would definitely say this process for me, it's a lot of a mind game as well. Um, you know, some teams will contact you um, a lot, and, you know, it could be could be misdirection. You have no idea. They might be trying to fool other teams. Some teams are actually very interested in you. Some don't contact you at all because they don't want people to know, you know, they're talking to you, or maybe they're just not interested at all. So, you know, there's a lot of questions you have, and you really have no idea what's going to happen until draft day. So that's where a guy like Lee and also his partner, Chris Cabot, that's where those guys come in and, you know, they have their contacts on the inside and they really help me understand the whole process. And, and obviously they're negotiating and, and figuring everything out, getting as much intel as they possibly can so they can put me in the best situation on draft that weekend. So, um, you know, I would definitely say it's definitely stressful, but at the same time, there's only so much you can control and, in terms of that, I felt like I really did everything I possibly could, you know, to put myself in the best situation. So from this point on, you know, it's just waiting the rest of this week and, you know, we'll see where I end up. And speaking of doing everything you can, you obviously helped yourself at the Combine. You had a great, great showing at the Combine. But I wanted to ask you about Senior Bowl week and getting the chance to not only just the game, but the practices themselves and to show NFL coaches the different skill set that you bring to the table. How important was that week of practice, do you think, to your draft prospect in this entire process? Yeah, you know, I think that was that was a huge, huge week for me. Um you know, specifically because I'm I'm look, being looked at as a fullback, and that's not what I played exactly in college. So what I did there was basically just put my hand in the dirt and, and you know, play fullback the entire week. So I think I answered a lot of questions, which was definitely essential for me. Um, you know, and then in those one-on-ones, showing that I can compete with some of the best athletes and best football players in the whole country, uh, you know, that's, that's a huge thing to do. So, you know, I think Northwestern prepared me better than, you know, I possibly could have imagined in terms of, you know, how hard we practice every single day on a daily basis. So that gave me an advantage when we got there. Now, Dan, uh, last question for you. Mark and I had been talking about this a couple months ago, uh, and we we had gotten into this. I- I'm bald, completely bald at age 29. So <laughs> we were talking about hair and how it relates to the NFL draft, and I made the argument that a man bun is actually probably a one or two round advantage. So my question to you are we going to see the hair come back? Are we going to see, you know, the, is that going to be there? Because I can't do it, so I need someone to be able to kind of carry that torch for me. You know, it's funny. I actually, uh, I just got a Twitter the other day, too, and I posed that question, you know, and it was overwhelming, overwhelmingly everybody wanted me to start growing it back. But, uh, you know, I think I'm going to have to wait just until after this rookie hazing and stuff goes on. That's probably might end idea. up getting shaved in a lot of different places. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, after after this rookie year, I think I'm probably going to bring it back for the people who wanted me to. So, uh, you know, I also, when I had it long before, uh, my goal was to donate it to children with hair loss, which I actually ended up doing. So, uh, you know, I'd love to participate in that again as well. Outstanding. Well, Dan, I know that it's a, uh, it's a busy week for you here. We'll let you go just so that you can uh, get back to uh, getting ready for uh, the draft in a couple days. Appreciate the time and uh, best of luck for you over the rest of the week. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. That was Dan Vitale from Northwestern University, current NFL draft hopeful. 
Mark, uh, he, he's a guy that you and I have been talking about for the last few months now. Uh, you know, obviously, the versatility of his skill set, I think, is what stands out the most just in how much he's able to do. Yeah, and, you know, we we talked about it when we were down in Mobile. We did a podcast uh, about the different things that he can do for an offense. You know, we got into it a little bit with him. You know, he can run routes. He can run away from linebackers. He can use his size advantage against, you know, secondary the defenders in the secondary. And he talked about the one-on-one drills. And, you know, I remember, you probably remember, you were standing right next to me when he stoned Reggie Ragland on a blitz in a one-on-one drill. And Reggie Ragland's being talked about possibly, you know, one of the first inside linebackers, if not the first inside linebacker to come off the board in this draft well here's dan vitale who's kind of playing out of position as a fullback and he's stoning this guy in a one-on-one blitz drill and i mean that's that speaks for itself for his versatility the skill set that he has the way he can do he can fill a lot of different roles i mean i wrote an article about him back in october about that super back position and how versatile he was and now he's moving to fullback he's he's you know the chess piece type guy that can do a lot for a football team i think when we talk about a guy like Vitali, obviously, you know, the versatility is there. What is it that keeps him from being uh, a higher pick here? Is it just the lack of like true classic uh, athleticism that, that you would like to see? Is it, you know, look, look, he's got shorter arms than I do, but the guy produces and he's able to perform at a high level. At a certain point, you have to throw out the measurements and look at production, right? Well, I mean, let's let's not forget. I mean, this is a guy that had a very, very, very good combine. I think one of the reasons is, you know, he's being talked about as a fullback. They're talking about moving him to fullback. Not how often do you see fullbacks in this league right now? I think there's probably what six or seven, maybe. Right. So, I mean, it, it, that's that's kind of tough from one perspective, but. You know, I'm trying to pull up his combine numbers right now, and he had a very, very yeah, good the, week. The, the measurables from an athletic perspective, 4.6 on the uh, 40, 30 reps on the bench, 38.5-inch vert, uh, 4.12-second 20-yard shuttle, three-cone drill at 7.12, 60-yard shuttle, 11.36. I think the big thing is, you know, if you're looking at him in that traditional kind of more of an H-back role, like a Chris Cooley or someone like that, He's a little little smaller, I think, than you'd like. He's 6'1", uh, you know, 235, 240. And you say, okay, you know, you'd like to see an inch or two taller, maybe 5, 10 pounds heavier, but the production's there, so does it really, like, are we splitting hairs just because the measurables in terms of, you know, height and arm length aren't what you want? The production's there. The athleticism in terms of, you know, speed and power are there. Are you know are, are people blinded just by the fact that he's not six three and he's six one instead? People might be blinded by that, but honestly, they shouldn't be because I think if you look at the tape, if you look at what he was able to do down in Mobile during that entire week of practice, if you look at the athleticism he put on display during the combine out in Indianapolis, yep, you're getting a tremendous athlete who can play the fullback position. Who you can, you get an injury at the tight end. You can probably slide him to tight end and get you through a couple of games if you have to. I mean, if you want to incorporate that H-back, win-back type element to your offense, there you go. You've got a guy that can do that. And as he said, look, with his route running ability, his ability in pass protection, if you want to use him as a third as a third down back, you can do that. I mean, we've talked about him with respect to the New England Patriots. Imagine him in that New England Patriots offense. You could go 12 personnel with Martellius Bennett, Gronkowski, and you got, you know, or Vitali in the backfield, perhaps. Yep. You could go up tempo. You could have you could split them out wide, 
or you could bring him back into the backfield. I mean, you can do a lot of things with a player like Dan Vitale. So I think teams, especially if you're on you know that day two, early day three range, you want to bring in a guy that you can do a lot of different things with. You can definitely find a home for on your roster. This guy better be at the top of that list. Yeah, we, we've been talking about him since we saw him in Mobile. We were very impressed down there. And uh, here we are today, a couple days from the draft, still talking about Dan Vitale. So uh, I think that's all we've got for the day, Mark. That was a nice little show. I nope. enjoyed that. It was great to talk to Dan. Absolutely. Uh, that is all that we have for the day. Make sure you follow us uh, on Twitter if you're not already at IT Pylon. Uh, make sure you follow uh, Dan Vitale as well. Real just Danny, on Twitter. Just yeah. on Twitter. Real Danny Vitale. You can follow him there as well. Uh, and certainly make sure you watch for him over the next few days as the draft gets going. Chuck's out and Mark Schofield for the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. We'll see you later. Later.